Welcome back to the CFL Podcast. I hope everybody is doing fantastic out there. I am Matt, and on this episode of Shooting the Fit, Albert and I sit down and we talk about motivation. What motivates you, whether it's just getting yourself to that CrossFit class or whether it be training for a competition. How do you find motivation in your everyday workout to keep striving to push to be your absolute best? We hope you guys enjoy this episode, and if you guys have any ideas for topics or anything you would like to hear in the future, please reach out. All of our contact information is listed below in the show notes. I hope you guys enjoy. Something inspirational from Mike Tyson. <laughs> well, he's an inspirational dude, especially if like he ends up doing a fight like he said he was going to well yeah i didn't I watch mean, the rest of that episode on joe rogan did you i watched i listened to it two and a half times two and a half times yeah i listened to it on friday when it came out and then i came into the gym and was doing the floors in the back and i listened to it again i there's just something about like tyson coming back and training um and i think we were gonna hit on this today it's like he just found the motivation to to work out again like in train train for a fight and to get back in the ring yeah that's a great topic and this is what we're going to be touching base on today basically is like what motivates you now are we going to go specifically like weightlifting do you want to kick it off obviously with the mike tyson two and a half uh listens on the joe rogan podcast that is yeah. some sort of motivation there what exactly fired you up about him like getting ready to fight again just that comeback story in general yeah, I mean, Mike Tyson is just, you know, an the iconic champ. Yeah, iconic person, athlete, like interesting story. Um, and for him to come from like a year ago, I'm like, I don't know when the last time he did the Joe Rogan podcast was, but he was doing other ventures and he wasn't training. And he was saying that like uh, for him, he's saying like training ignites his ego. So, right. Like. I saw that part of it. I watched yeah. like half it. So like that was like a big takeaway from his first one. And then now he's back a year later and um, he's he's training to like fight like an eight round exhibition fight with, yeah. you know, another top tier, who, top tier fighter. I do think you remember who he's fighting? I can't remember. I'm not like a huge boxing fan. Obviously, I know Mike Tyson and what have you, but I don't um, know who he's fighting. I think it's Roy Jones Jr. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, well, it, the fight's going to be huge. I guarantee you that. Oh, yeah. They're, but they're, it's, it's interesting. I kind of want to touch base on that, like, the training ignites the ego for a second there. What do you – does that do the same thing for you? Is that why you felt like this resonated with you, like, listening to him? No, I do think – so, like, when I'm gearing up to, for, like, a weightlifting competition. Not just gearing up roids and just freaking yeah, geared up, yeah, son. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, wish it was, I wish it was like that, but I'm clean. <laughs> um, yeah, the training, I think we talked about this last time, too. Like, you you do regular training, and then there's different training where you're gearing up for, like, a competition, and you want to peak. Yep. So those two are different. But, you know, Tyson's gearing up for a fight. That's in, like, November after Thanksgiving, so that's, like, 12 weeks away. Where are we? maybe like eight weeks away, 10 weeks away, somewhere in, somewhere in that range, right eight to 12. Yeah. Um, so he's training to fight somebody. Yeah. And like, these guys aren't going to really hold back because they're like world-class athletes. And yeah, there's no know, way you get to put them in the ring. Those two competitive yeah. guys like that. I think it's, what's exciting about it is, you know, Tyson probably hasn't fought in 15 years or something like that. I really don't know. Yeah. Um, it's been a minute. Uh, it's that's been a minute, sure. but 
if anybody knows who Mike Tyson is, like that dude is gonna has knocked some guys out. Like he's yeah. known for, you know, his huge rise and then, you know, pretty huge fall out of professional boxing. Yeah, and so, like listening to some of that too, he was saying how much it took a toll on his body when he first jumped back in and started slamming on those mitts. Yeah. But he was still like like if he unleashed that fury and you guys could probably go see it on his Instagram where he's just yeah. he's just hitting some pads, but the speed and power in which he was still hitting with, like if you ran into him in like a street fight, mm-hmm. it's it's game over immediately. Yeah, just regardless like of his the age. technique <laughs> and like his physical ability like it's all there like they're like shadows of it and like they haven't like peaked yet but he's working towards it yeah so like that kind of that kind of fight like to see in somebody that's like reawakened you know i i compare it to you know wanting to train to compete you know you're trying to you know peak training with a purpose train too with a purpose and that's yeah. something that we had talked about last time now touch based on kind of like the um training nights the ego here uh, one of the things that I run into personally sometimes is like, I'll get fired up. I'll be, I 99.9% of my workouts are just the class workouts with a class here at CFL. But I do get on streaks where I'll start to follow specific goals. So right now I'm building a little bit more leg straight squatting, kind of rehabbing a uh, nagging knee thing I had for a while. And prior to that, I was doing a little extra kind of gearing up and thinking, Oh, I'm going to put my best foot forward in the open. And then part of me thinks like, well, you're not going to break the top 10 in your region. Mm-hmm. Like it's so competitive. Like mm-hmm. my strength isn't where it needs to be and everything else. So then I almost get the feeling of like, okay, well like what's the point though? Yeah. Like, do you kind of have that same or like, what's your feeling on that? Um, so my kind of feeling is I'm always striving to get better somewhere. Uh, we kind of talked about Glenn Pendley earlier yeah. and one thing I heard from him is, you know, always trying to PR. And I heard that from Donnie actually first, but then through that podcast I listened to today that came from Glenn actually. And, you know, that just means you don't have to PR the same thing every day. It's not going to be like a one rep max back squat every day, but you know, at one point in your training, you can probably work on a 10 rep max or an eight rep max or five rep max or four rep max, three, two, one. That's, 10 days of maxing out where you're just doing where you're you're trying to get a PR but that goes for pretty much any exercise across the board if you want to do like a single arm dumbbell press if you want to do like a bent over row yeah it's pretty much metaphoric like yeah no matter what tool like no matter what thing you're doing whether if it's like an accessory work or some exercises that are known as accessory exercises like hey don't just mail it in and be like well i'm just gonna get through this to get the set it's like working just as hard and that's something this is funny because i'm just thinking about this right now but working just as hard to pr in those lifts as much as we would like our max snatch Mm -hmm. or max clean and jerk or that fran time would actually improve the max snatch the exactly. max clean and jerk in the yeah. brand time that's a great could, concept because you could do the same thing you know for something that's more applicable to like crossfit like if you do strict pull-ups mm-hmm. you know maybe you can do three sets of five strict pull-ups and then the next week you either do uh three sets of six or even like four uh four sets of five you know you just added an extra set you just upped your ball vo- your volume by five yep like your your muscular endurance for those pull-ups has has gone up by five yeah so that kind of motivation I've always kind of tried to train with, but I feel like it comes out more coming off an injury mm. because something happens. I'm not able to move a certain body part. Like I'm coming off a hamstring injury. Forces so. creativity in the programming. Yeah. It forces so, a different perspective as you look at the day. Yeah. So whereas like I'd normally be, you know, doing some kind of squatting or pressing like a push press, but I'm using a lot of legs. 
Um, now I've been forced for the past like six, uh, six weeks to focus on pressing like benching and, or like seated shoulder press or like a standing press. Um, and that's really like forced me to, to work on those weaknesses that I've been having while, um, now that I'm at the end, end of the injury, like I can incorporate some of the exercises where I can start using my legs and get back into Olympic weightlifting type of exercises. Yeah. Um, and so. that, that whole piece is almost like metaphoric because if you kind of listen to what I had said at the beginning when it was like, well, if I'm not going to make top 10, well, that's comparing myself to the field. That's yeah. comparing myself to an array of different athletes as opposed to the perspective, which I like way more yours, which was like, all right, well, what could I do in my training and then be the best at that day? Like, yeah. what could I PR with or how could I add some more volume? And then that, that perspective is you competing against you, which ultimately is going to move the needle towards the yeah. uh, field as well and you know these these baselines these numbers they're so insignificant to like the big picture so um it's great to use like finding motivation but that shouldn't be your like sole motivation is numbers or like uh just i like coming into the gym every day right um just like habitual yeah it's it's become like that's my sweat equity for the day like right on days where i'm not hey, like man yeah on on days where i'm like not training i get more anxious but i've learned you know those are the days you just have to give your body a break you do some like active recovery you know everybody likes to say they do active recovery on their like <laughs> right. off day but you know if you really are like stretching or like um you know doing things to make your body better then there, there will be payoffs. Nobody's ever like, I mean, yeah, nobody's ever like, I do all this stuff and I feel like shit. Um, like and I've look, gotten nothing from it. Yeah. You look at professional athletes, LeBron's probably spends like a million plus on recovery each basketball oh, yeah. season or year, you yeah. know, but a whole team probably rolls with him. Yeah. Like, but he performs at his best every day. Like right. Lance Armstrong, probably, you know, even though he was, he's Lance Armstrong, but he had a team like he needed to be at his peak physical condition you know he wanted to be his peak physical condition every day he right. wanted to be the best did and you watch his 30 for 30 i did not know oh, it's pretty I, interesting you know maybe i maybe i did maybe i didn't i, I think it's know, like two remember. parts because it was two weekends in a row but oh, it's okay. pretty interesting that dude that you want to talk about motivation that dude's motivation was to win like, nice well there you want, go shout like, out to the uh lance armstrong you guys go check that out <laughs> if you're looking for some of that motivation there yeah um, so where do you find your motivation? Like, well, just, is the gym different from like your personal life? Yeah. For me, it's more so about like, I think my motivation has trained a little bit. Like I just want to have a nice solid baseline of, uh, fitness. So what that like defined, what that means is I could go, and this has had been some, one of the original goals when I started CrossFit is that I could pretty much go to any gym and, uh, do their workout as it's prescribed yeah. on the board. And for me, mostly it was about whatever came across, uh, CrossFit HQ, like whatever was listed on the .com for, for the workout of the day from CrossFit.com is to be able to do that as prescribed any workout, regardless yeah. if it came up with the skill. And, um, I, I would say I'm there. Uh, like I said, the strength is the only thing like, they come up with like multiple 185 squat snatches, okay. you know, with like a legless rope climb Yeah, might be scaling that squat snatch weight. Pretty, pretty good. Uh, but 
other than that, that was originally where I drew my motivation. So it was about practicing, it was about doing the skills, it was about just being able to just do CrossFit as yeah. it's prescribed, regardless of it came up. Then it changed a little bit uh, because the ego gets involved. Of course. And, you know, then it was like, well, I want to be the, and this will be an interesting perspective because I wanted to win the open in the gym. Okay. So we do, we did Friday Night Lights, we moved it to Saturday mornings, but we like to make a pretty big deal of it at CFL for the open. We will this year because I imagine it's about to be insane with uh, Eric Rose. At the mm -hmm. uh, driver, at the driver's seat of that, but that was my kind of um, motivation. Was like, all right, I want to be able to win the open and do the best in the gym. And then I rethought about it, and I was like, well, if I'm doing the best in the gym and I beat everybody, that basically is saying I'm almost investing in myself more than I'm investing mm -hmm. in my members. And I don't mean that in a competitive way, just in general, because more of that time goes to my training um, outside of just the original hour to ninety minutes that you, that I do every day. Yeah. Um, it takes away from where what I could be doing towards the business and where I could be providing more value towards my members. Okay. So I always I always kind of bounce back and forth uh, between that. And then most of my motivation to show up and just work out and do the class every day is just to be held accountable. We were talking briefly about leadership prior to this. And I think one of the most important things with leadership or telling, you know, being in a management position or if you're a head coach at a gym instructing other coaches is that you have to lead by example. Like if you're somebody who, you know, you're just a leader because of that's your position. You were given, you know, the title head coach and yeah. then you, you force everybody or you tell everybody what to do all the time and you don't like lead by example by mm -hmm. actually doing it, doing it really well and then helping them to give them the tools and support yeah. that they need to do it themselves. Um, then, you know, you're pretty much a terrible leader, which is mostly like all our politicians here. That's all I'll say about that. <laughs> <laughs> and we keep politics out of this show, but that's yeah. all I'll say about that. No, but I yeah, that's I, where, that's kind of where my motivation's at. I think how's, how's your like current to date motivation? Like I know you were saying you were, um, just finishing up kind of with a hamstring injury, getting back into more of like the leg stuff that you were doing. Is there any current like aspirations that you're using for motivation? Um, well, I think it just goes back into like coming into the gym every day. Like the fact that I can start to change my exercise selection to things where, you know, my hamstring feels better now. Yeah. Like that, that is motivation for like down. You the unlocked road. a new level. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, I don't know how many like significant injuries you ha you've had. Um, luckily for me, um, I've never had anything where I've needed any surgery. Just like a few aches and pains, like maybe some pulled pulled muscles here and there, or like uh, just some overuse stuff. Yeah, like bit. tendonitis yeah. in the knees and you know low back. W with Olympic lifting, you're always. I feel like just any training, if you're really trying to establish a good baseline, like you said, or be competitive. You're, you're gonna feel a little beat up and yeah you, you know, have to you yeah, gotta you put gotta that stress decipher like aches and pains between like uh injuries right so um just being able to change my exercise selection like every three weeks or something like that where i can incorporate a new movement um or my movement on like uh, a different exercise just our weight or volume goes up yep um that's motivation in itself um so I like what you said about, you know, the accountability thing, though, or leading by example. Yeah. Um, I know you said that, you know, if you did qualify or uh, be the best in the gym for the Open. For the Open. Um, that Check might that leaderboard. That, that might take away from your attention to making your uh, members better. But um, I know there are times, like, you do the pro programming for uh, the gym. 
I do my programming for, you know, anybody that's interested in weightlifting, but there's never anything that I would put my, I wouldn't put myself through that I would ask of the members or the athletes. Right. Yeah. So I'm sure you do, you're the same way you do the, yep. you do the workouts that you write. We take our own medicine. Yes. Um, and I think that's important because there's a lot of people that don't, there's a lot of people that ah. either take from CrossFit HQs and just put it up on their, on their, uh, on their programming yeah their whiteboard or they're pulling from somebody else's uh workouts so they don't know what it's doing to their members because they haven't done it themselves right or if they or you at least they would hope they would do that right right test it out before you put it out to the general public because then you run the risk of harming somebody rather than rather than helping them or yeah absolutely i mean if you're just throwing random stuff up and please gym owners if you guys are out there and you're struggling with programming mine's just completely free on the website just go use it (laughs) honestly just go start go start a week behind i give a weekly overview on uh the monday's wad that i put up and just go and use that or if you have means to there's some really awesome um complete like programming stuff that's offered through like NC fit or like comp train with Ben Bergeron stuff, like just invest in somebody else who's really invested in awesome programming because it's way more than just throwing workouts up and just deciding, you know, Oh, this one looks good. Let's do this the next day. Sure. That seems good. Like without actually any rhyme or reason or a method, uh, to the madness. And then if you couple it that with the fact that you don't actually do the workouts yourself, that's a spell for disaster. And then also too, when people question, cause I know you get it all the time, right? People will come up and they'll be like, they'll question the programming. They'll be like, Hey, why am I snatching again today? Or why are we doing this? Or like, you know, why are we X, Y, Z in, if you don't really have kind of a overall picture or method to the madness and you can't answer that question really well, then there's a hole in your programming. Yeah. There's a hole in the programming. So I don't think you should, in my opinion, I don't think you should see it a negative as a negative if you do well in the open, because your programming that you do and that you're following and giving to your members, if you're doing well, then it's re- either a reflection of CrossFit's programming that was geared towards your movements or your you're doing well in your programming that you're able to do whatever CrossFit throws at you. And if you happen to be number one on that list, or if you happen to have members, you know, who are doing well, you can see like, um, if they're doing well, like you are, or if, um, you know, they're, they're just getting improving overall. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's actually, that's a great point. Cause I do most of my programming here or where I would guess you, I would like draw inspiration for the actual Metcons themselves yeah. is all based off the open. And you I've, don't always do well on the workouts. That, there, <laughs> that's a great point. There's definitely members out yep. there that, you know, that beat me all the time, you know, cause with CrossFit, you have to have a decent, you know, ability in all all across categories. all yep. categories. So, yep. you know, there are guys that are stronger than you and there are guys that are better at like rowing and like, yep. There's um, also, there's also been times because I, uh, when I do a four time or a task based workout here at the gym, I include a time cap and I usually make the time cap for the average, like the medium, some of the faster athletes here at the gym, uh, those, uh, girls and guys will finish out you know, well underneath that time cap, make no mistake. There has been times when I have been time capped in my own workout and plenty of people have finished RX underneath the uh, time cap. Yeah. Yeah. I try strongly not to bias anything in the programming and I have the help of a software um, that I do my programming with. We're all actually click the movements and stuff like that. And it'll highlight ones that we haven't done in a week or we haven't done in two weeks. So it gives you a timeline of like, uh, how long ago or how long it's been since since we've done, done that movement. Yeah. yeah. And then it helps me balance it out. And you know, what's uh, you know, what's funny. Cause you know what the two movements that have never been used on there are 
Um, give me a second. Does it have to do with the barbell? No. No, no barbell? Does no. Does it have to do with the kettlebell? No. Does it have to do with weight? No. Are they parallel? <laughs> like Elsons? Yeah, you hands, know, hands, so handstand, if, I don't know. What? No, so if you look Sit at ups? the programming, <laughs> oftentimes we don't have a we don't have a ton of muscle ups in there right now. It's because of the COVID uh protocols and trying to work through that. But um prior speaking previous to COVID, we did have a couple handstand walks in our workouts. I did okay. have a couple ring muscle up workouts. Well we we had those fairly often. Uh bar <laughs> muscle up workouts. The only thing we didn't have was GHD sit-ups uh, and hip extensions or okay. back back extensions back and the in the reason uh the reason why back is, extensions like with using the ghd yeah okay like i don't actually think that they're in metcon that's true the hip I, extensions are you do see a lot of ghd exercises in the games yes so like, so they use that for sit-ups mostly well they also have access to 25 ghds <laughs> right. at a time whereas you know we've got one one and so that's what i was uh that was the point that i was kind of making there was like sometimes you're programming and if you're a gym owner like you know it just is what it is sometimes your programming is limited by your equipment oh we're pretty lucky here that goes the same with like you know i get people that ask me for programming and they're like oh i only have you know a barbell x amount of weight um no but I re- rack yeah or something like and that. if their goal is they just want to get technique you don't really need all that weight ah, good point learn to learn to move the barbell or work with what you got and yeah you know you there's hundred or not hundreds but you can usually modify and exercise a decent amount of weight in order to fit enough like the, to yeah, work the muscle group yeah, at the least that you, yeah. that you want to it, so and, uh, it's we're we're lucky here because i actually have 12 rx ropes that could go you could go 15 feet up and then inside of our rig i have um a nine um scaled rope climbs so they almost go to the floor so you can have yeah. your feet on the ground you can pull yourself up to it and lower yourself down so really we've i've tried to eliminate as much as i can but yeah the ghd is the only one that we don't do that's lacking and it's that because i sense. have one and with the member base now if i had to buy nine more to get 10 right mm-hmm. just so we could like fill it out and have enough to do something with it i mean the cost there would probably be like ten thousand eleven thousand dollars in ghds but not only would the cost be really high but on top of that they take up so much space yeah and like i don't even know where we put them oh they're They're so so heavy heavy. so but anyhow so if you're limited by your modify you could always modify you could always modify regular regs sit-ups but just if you're limited with your programming and stuff like that circling all the way back around to our original topic motivation don't let that discourage the motivation because just like albert said working with what you got until you could uh level up whether that be working around an injury or whether that be just working around lack of equipment um there's still always something that you could do in some place you could always draw motivation to improve on because you could always pr your uh, perfect technique with just the barbell yeah exactly. <laughs> or slow-mo snatch right like with that pvc yeah. pipe how slow can you make that snatch how slow um does there anything else you want to touch base on topic wise with this one or should we just wrap this up um i think i'm down with wrapping it up all right are you gonna ask me what my final takeaways are yeah i mean it's funny because i always did that in the first three in total disclosure like albert and i don't really do much we just kind of like we call it shooting the fit because that's what we do we sit down and kind of how we're feeling we'll usually kind of generalize on a topic and say we'll talk about x y or z and we'll hop on here and just go for it but it was funny because we never discussed like how we close it or anything right there's no outline so i usually just look at albert and i'm like all right so what's the last word in the last two times actually i've said that we You've just you've just shouted out a city. So you know what I could do right now? I could bring up uh, the listeners from the last 
So I'm going into the stats right now on the podcast. We're going to bring up the, the high-ranking last uh, location. Last week. We don't shout out Livermore, though, because... <laughs> Uh, they, you know, it's just, it's a given. It's like default. Dude, in our last one, number number one, Livermore, California, obviously. Number two, Bentonville, Arkansas. Bentonville. Again, shout out. They're killing it right now. All right, right so now. we have our third. This is going to be, I'll let you, uh, I'll spin the computer so you can see it. We have right. number three down here. All right, Albert, so what's our last word? All right, <laughs> Close so this out. week's last word is be nice to people out there, man. There's fucking. Ooh, I like that yeah. one. Yeah. It's it's not that hard to be nice, and even if you're have a, having a bad day, you don't know like what other day anybody else is going through. So just be nice. And shout out to Alhambra, Arizona. Alhambra, yeah. Arizona, you are the third ranked listener from last week's episode. So shout out to you, whoever you're out there. Drop a comment. Drop a like. Let us know you're out there. Follow us on Instagram. Say what's up. I always yeah. have the. Uh, by the way, if you guys want any of our information, uh, Albert's Instagram, my Instagram, they're both. located in the show notes below as well as uh, our email and then the website if you guys want to go check out any of the uh, programming that Albert or I do. So I like that one. Be kind. It doesn't take that much to just be a little bit nicer to people. We're going to clip that and I'll throw that on uh, IG as our promotion for this one. Alright guys, we're out.